Hello and welcome to InsureTech Briefly, a quick legal review involving innovations in the insurance space. My name is Scott Gala, and I'm an attorney at the law firm of Clark Hill. I'm joined today by my colleague, Robert Tomlinson, who is a partner at the firm. Hello, Scott. Hey, Robert. So this episode follows last week's episode and continues our conversation about rebating. As a reminder, rebating is the return of a portion of premium or really anything of value to the insured. Uh, And that's where that benefit is not specified in the policy. In this episode, we briefly address some common questions we receive about rebating. Robert, clients with experience in other industries look to banks, credit card companies, or car dealers, all who offer promotional items or cash inducements related to their products and services. Why isn't it permitted in insurance? It's a good question, and it's a frequent question. Uh, And it's a question that comes to us most frequently from insurtech entrepreneurs who have migrated from the fintech space, uh, where promotions of the type that you describe have been very successful. The thing that distinguishes the insurance industry are the insurance policies. Insurance policies are aleatory contracts. They are contracts where the policyholder fully performs and they've paid their premium. The insurance carrier only promises to perform and then only under certain conditions. In most cases, the carrier never performs beyond issuing the contract. They simply collect the premium. Therefore, it's difficult to know what you're buying as a consumer beyond a policy's limit when you purchase an auto or a homeowner's insurance policy. The insurance industry wants to make sure that when consumers buy insurance, they do so on an apples-to-apples comparison. Price, limit, rating, and terms. And the latter, the terms, are often identical. These are standardized contracts we're talking about. So if you're a producer or an agent, there's not an awful lot of wiggle room. And one way to distinguish yourself would be to give away a calendar, a phone charger, or an iPad, Those things, of course, are all outside of the policy's terms. Yeah, the the confines of permissible versus impermissible promotional items or rebating varies a lot uh, based on the jurisdiction, just just like a lot of state-by-state insurance laws. Some regulations permit some promotional items, but not others. So, for example, a promotional phone charger may be permissible, uh, depending on the state, whereas a straight cash gift of equivalent value may not, or a donation to charity. Uh, may be allowed under some circumstances. It may also depend on whether the rebate is being used as an inducement. You know, that is, is the insurance agent or company trying to induce the consumer to purchase the policy by the gift, or whether it's just, is it just being provided to raise general brand awareness for the insurer or for the insurance agency? That's right. And, And that's why most, well, that's why some states have guidance on de minimis value gifts that can be given. Um, you know, I've seen gifts limited to $100, $25, and of course, no gifts at all. To be clear, rebating is illegal in most states, um, but the guidance says that, well, if you have these types of gifts at these, at these de minimis values, we'll consider this not a rebating violation. And now there, there are a couple states where um, rebating isn't expressly pro- uh, you know, prohibited, but we don't generally advise producers to conduct any sort of rebating activities in those states anyway. That's right, and for good reason. Uh, And a couple of those states are big states. Uh, Florida and California, there's a lot of room with respect to rebating. Um, But it's generally not a good idea and can't be engaged in anyway because the carriers who are issuing the policies that are being written by these agents and producers 
will have contracts with those agents and producers, and those contracts will prohibit rebating or other cash values or promotions uh, to consumers or policyholders. So while an agent or a producer may not be committing a regulatory violation, uh, they may in fact be uh, committing a breach contract uh, with their own carrier, and they certainly don't want to do that. Yeah, Robert, some some clients complain that the anti-rebating statutes as applied are draconian or that they, they stifle innovation. Is there any hope on the horizon for change? Well, there is indeed. Uh, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, the NAIC, um, has an innovation and technology task force that is currently undertaking a thorough review and a revision of the anti-rebating statutes that are now nearly a century old. Um, that innovation, that review and revision is, um, has been prompted by several very large unicorn insurtechs. Um, I don't have an inside track on what the outcome of that will be, but um, all of us in the industry are quite hopeful. Uh, we will be sure to update our listeners when news comes out about how the NISC decides on that. If you think you may benefit from hearing about InsureTech and insurance regulations five minutes at a time, please follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is intended for general education and informational purposes only and should not be regarded as either legal advice or a legal opinion. You should not act upon or use this publication or any of its contents for any specific situation. Recipients are cautioned to obtain legal advice from their legal counsel with respect to any decision or course of action contemplated in a specific situation. Clark Hill PLC and its attorneys provide legal advice only after establishing an attorney-client relationship through a written attorney-client engagement agreement. This recording does not establish an attorney-client relationship with any recipient.